Welcome, guys and gals, to the Man Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton, and uh, today we're going to dive into the topic, uh, which is a very interesting question. Someone asked me on Instagram the other day, which is, what is the most logical thing you can do with your life? <laughs> and uh, a guy reached out to me via Instagram and made me pause with this question. It really actually, I, I brought it into a meditation and sat with it for a few days and, before responding. And he literally asked me, he said, you know, I love your podcast. I, I've been a longtime listener and follower for a while. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on what the most logical thing that I can do with my life. And, you know, most of us would go to the, the, the space. I think if we lived in the 80s or the 90s or maybe even the early 2000s, we, we probably would have been told things like, uh, follow your passions. You know, if you were alive in the Renaissance era, you might have been told, uh, be as creative as possible, right? Create beautiful art or poetry or music and, and really let that creativity be the expression of source of, you know, at that time of, of, of God. And, and that that's the highest version. And that's the, that's the most logical thing that you can do with your life because it's a moving towards something that is an embodiment of, of love, of purpose, of direction, of altruism, of many, many things. And I think when, when I look at the current culture of the society that we live in today and what's really being asked of us as a collective, as a, uh, as a collective of men and women and whatever religious backgrounds you, you come from, what's really being asked of us is to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be and to dedicate every moment of your waking existence to doing that. Not with the hope or the expectation that it's ever going to happen at one specific moment or another, but that, that is the, that's the aim that you endeavor to undertake and and that there are a few things that we surely must know in that space if we are endeavoring to have this be the most logical um, thing that we can do with our lives. So, so first, let's look at the question, why would this be the most logical thing that we would do with our lives? And the most obvious answer that I could possibly conjure up or, or think of or experience in, in my thoughts and in my meditation and, uh, and, and really unearth in, in my sort of critical analysis of this question is that everything else, everything else would be a, some form of a path towards destruction. Everything else, every other endeavor that we could possibly hope to undertake um, in our current collective could lead to a potential um, and possible um, form of destruction, right? So if your, if your most logical thing that you could do with your life was to be a great artist or a great painter or to, to devote your life, to devote your life to the betterment of others, that doesn't necessarily mean that that you that you personally would be fulfilled or that you personally would find a sense of contentment or or happiness or fulfillment or joy or or a connection to something bigger than yourself and and not that the aim or the most logical thing that we can do with our existence is to aim for altruism because that that's in some ways i think philosophers would argue that that's an illusion in itself but that that the most logical thing that we can do with our existence, with our lives, if 
if the caveat to that question is that uh, that we want to do something productive, right? Not that we want to destroy, not that we, you know, this, this question is sort of predicated and propped up on the idea that the most logical thing that we could do with our lives is in some way non-destructive. And so, you know, there's, you probably hear a, a hint of like a, a, a Buddhist approach or some sort of Eastern ph philosophical ideals uh, laced into my answer. But, but truly, everything else that we may endeavor to do outside of being the quote-unquote best version of yourself or the best self, I, I, let's not say version, let's just say the best self that you can possibly be, would be a logical endeavor to undertake. And it would be logical to undertake this endeavor because it would require, require us to actually grow ourselves and it would require us to push our edges and expand what we think is possible and would require us to expand our consciousness. It would re it require us to explore with routines. It would also require us to know other people in, in a depth and an understanding and an intimacy um, that, that surely would be both terrifying <laughs> because of the darker natures of, of the human experience and liberating and enlightening. So there's a few pieces that, you know, after I thought about this, you know, if I really sat with, okay, if the most logical thing that we can do with our lives is to be the best self that we can possibly be, then what are some of the pieces that go into that? Because surely there must be some things that go into being the best self that we can possibly be if that is the, the most logical outcome. And again, the, it's the most logical outcome when predicated on the idea that no one wants to suffer, right? That no one's goal and aim in life is to self-harm or harm others, right? That's, that's, that's sort of a faulty question, right? Because from the human experience, none of us, none of us want to undertake a path of self-harm, of self-suffering. No one consciously wants to choose that, but our environments, our past, you know, the, the family systems that we had, the suffering that we, that we were born into can sometimes create an environment and a structure where, where we do choose that. But, but when given the opportunity between love and suffering, when given the choice consciously between love and suffering and, and, and to sort of give quote-unquote healthy um, people the opportunity to choose and to give everyone the opportunity to choose from saying, here's, here's a chance for you to move into a space of joy, of fulfillment, of love, of, um, I, I hesitate to use the word happiness, but of happiness, people are, are probably going to choose that. People are probably going to move towards that. And, and the more conscious that we are, the more aware that we are, the more the more sort of self-reflective that we are, the more that we can see that this is a worthy endeavor because everything else leads to suffering, right? Everything else leads to suffering. Uh, all, all of the other choices that we could make in this experience would lead us down a path of suffering. And all the religions, well, most of the religions, maybe not the sort of like satanic ritual ones, but the, the majority of religions and theologies and, and spiritual beliefs, they, they're sort of all pointing towards this concept that the, the sort of ideal human existence is, is liberation of some form, right? Whether it's, whether it's through the, 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 you know, the, the path of, 
of Christ, of, you know, walking this, this path of, you know, sort of um, enlightenment through knowing God and, and being a, a sort of quote unquote child of God or, or through Buddhism or Hinduism that, that sort of says, you know, rid yourself of the shackles of yourself, of the identity and the ego that you carry around, not pretending that you can ever rid yourself of those things, but, but to, to, endeavor to realize that those things are in some ways just an illusion that that the self that we carry around the identity that we carry around that we label as us is in many ways um, an illusion and so all of these are pointing towards some form of betterment some form of expansion and when we look at the universe we can see that that everything in the universe is either in in moving in the direction of expansion or contraction right everything is either expanding and growing and and life giving uh, or it's in the form of contraction and and it's decaying and it's becoming decrepit and it's eroding and rusting away and so we really can break life down into into this sort of duality in a way, and we could go further than that and collapse the duality. In in which case, you know, <laughs> nothing would nothing would really matter. Nothing would, you know, either. Well, I guess Einstein Einstein would would say that uh, there's two types of people in this world that either either you're the type of person that believes that nothing is a miracle and nothing matters, or that everything is and everything's a miracle and that everything matters. And that's not actually verbatim what he said. His quote was something along those lines, but. But this is really the idea. And when we look at existence from this logical perspective and really question to ourselves, what's the most logical thing that I can do with my life? We're really faced with the question of, do I destroy? Do I decay? Do I contract in my existence as a man, as a woman, as a human being? Or do I choose expansion? And do I choose do I choose love? Do I choose to be the best self that I possibly can? Because it requires that expansion and it requires that love. So, so what do we require then to move into this, this space? If we do choose this path, if we do choose the path of the sort of <laughs> altruistic logic, philosophical you know, um, approach to what we can do with our existence and in our life, what are some of the pieces that we that we must start to cultivate within our day to day existence and experience in order to in order to actually start to move towards that aim? Again, the goal isn't to to have done this right. The tendency is to try and complete this, um, but the, but you know the the aim is not to pretend that there's some uh, you know point on Everest that that we will accomplish one day you know it's like when I'm 55 and I've done all of these amazing things then I'll I'll be my best self that's that's not necessarily the aim that's that's the uh, that's the ego sort of attaching itself and and when we do that it can move us back into suffering and move us back into into decay so the first thing that we need to know is self-awareness that that waking up to this logical form of experience or existence, that waking up to this, this form of reality and, and choosing to move through life in this, in this way requires a depth of self-awareness, actually requires us to look within in, in, a, in a way that allows us to see as many and as much of our parts as we possibly can. And to notice the sort of tendency and propensity to want to reject certain parts while pedestaling others. And, and to sort of endeavor to know thyself, to know yourself to a, a depth that, 
that your your boundaries of the self start to fade away, right? In, in Buddhism, they would say that the self is just an illusion, and that the that the aim of this goal would to to sort of have the self fade away. And if that sounds too existential or esoteric for you, or philosophical, or sort of woo woo hippy dippy, that's okay. You can let that part go. But what you can aim towards right now is simply taking one step further each and every single day, every single day towards a deeper sense of self-awareness, of self-understanding and and self-acceptance of of that awareness, right? To see oneself in a, in its in your in its truest form and to be able to accept those parts, not to let them dominate or become the thing that leads, right? The dark parts that we want to avoid, the sadness or, you know, the anger or the frustration or the just the hatred that some of us carry around in our hearts and in our bodies and our minds, not to allow those things to become everything that we are, but to be able to look at those things and accept those parts are there. Because when we know a thing, that thing usually um, dissipates and disappears within ourselves. And and what I mean by that is when we when we experience anger, for example, when we try and ignore anger, right? Maybe we're angry at our partner, for example, or our boss, and and we try and ignore that anger, right? <laughs> we don't express it. We don't allow it to be real in in its truest form, um, and and we don't acknowledge it. It gains power, right? But as soon as we look at that anger. And we say, wow, I feel angry and that anger is very real within me. And and we look at it, that anger immediately starts to dissipate immediately because we are recognizing it. We are seeing that it is true. It is reality. And and that is <laughs> that's one of the that's one of the truest things that we can do in self-awareness is to look at the realities of our own internal existence. And when we can start to do that, we can start to move closer towards the best self that we can possibly be, this sort of holistic and an entirety of ourself uh, and, and start to embody and embrace that. The next thing for 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 me at least that, that came up um, is is to really be able to em- embrace and enjoy the pauses in the in the music of life and and to be able to slow down in these moments and observe and witness just the innate beauty that is in every moment and the chaos and the and the sort of uh, vitriol and 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 um you know repression and happiness and joy and and the and the full spectrum but to be able to pause in any moment with what's there with what's really there and enjoy that pause and enjoy that silence and enjoy that that space between the notes in the music of life and when we learn to do this uh, time seems to slow down and our experience of life in those moments seems to shift and change and it does that because in, in in many ways we are more present to the now we're more present to the moment that that we're actually in we're not we're not stolen away by thoughts and worries about the future of paying bills and you know the argument that we think we're going to get into with our partner later on that night and we're not being held hostage by you know past situations that we wish we could have done better or more right or uh, you know things that we could have or should have said or done but but we're actually present to the moment and when we're present to those thoughts in the moment and we accept them and we face them and we turn towards them there there's just a little pause between the musical notes of life and it's that pause in music that makes it so beautiful and so brilliant 
And and when we can appreciate those things, life can start to change. The music takes on a different form, right? The I think is somebody. I think maybe it was Alan Watts that said the goal of music is not to rush through to the end of it as quickly as possible, right? That's that's not necessarily the goal because if it were, then the goal of life would be to rush through it as quickly as possible, which some of us do, right? Some of us are are doing that. We're rushing through it at a lightning pace, not actually being present to our children or our partners or the people that we love and work with and spend time with. We're, we're just moving through it at a lightning pace. So it's it's the pauses between the music, and I'm sure that some of you have heard this before, but hopefully I've given a little bit of a different context. It's the pauses between the music that allows the music to have meaning. It allows that music to have meaning. And when we can bring the pause, the silence into the space, it, it allows us to actually know that thing, right? It's like, how do you know uh, light? You know it because of darkness, because of the absent of light. How do you know music? You know it because of the absent of music. And so when we get present to, to moments of silence and stillness in our lives, we get presence we get present to the the vibration, the the sort of motion and energy of life, and the the motion that it has in a very consistent, constant basis. And the last thing is is uh, through all of this, the self awareness, the the enjoying the pauses of life, is to endeavor to see parts of yourself and everyone around you, and and to and to let go of the need to differentiate oneself from everyone around us. Because again, if if the most logical thing that we can do with our lives is to be the best self or the best version of ourself, however you want to put that, that, that we possibly can be, because the the endeavor is to is to move towards expansion, then our consciousness will inevitably move out of ourselves in moments uh, into the awareness of other people. Because again, as I said before, how do we know the music? It's by noticing the silence in between the notes. Well, how do we know ourselves? It's by knowing others. It's by seeing ourselves in others. And it's, and it's that path that deepens our awareness of ourself that we start to see ourselves in others. We start to see ourselves in others in, in a way that is, that is both beautiful and, again, terrifying, right? Because we start to see the, the dark parts of ourselves within others. We start to see the, the light, the joy, the likes and the dislikes of ourselves within others. And it's not to move away from those things, but to, to have our consciousness and our awareness expand outside of ourselves in, in a way that allows us to, to not forget that we actually are connected in many, many, many ways, which I'm not going to get into here, but we actually are connected to in many ways to the people that are around us. So that's what I have for you today. And I would love for you to um, write me on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, wherever you are watching or listening to this. And let me know what landed for you about this one. And don't forget to share this episode with just one person, tag somebody in this, forward it on to them. Uh, you know, if you share it through social media, please, please tag me. I would love to give you a shout out. Um, but until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.